All right, here we are in quarantine. Week seven, I think. Feels somehow longer since we've been together, and also just yesterday that we were able to worship in the same space together. I do miss gathering with you. I miss uh, your smiles and uh, the laughter that we share, uh, the time that we spend praying together. Uh, but I am appreciative of this opportunity to worship together in a new way uh, on social media, on live streaming, uh, new ways for us to connect with one another's lives and with uh, God's words. So thank you for being here today. Thank you for being a part of our worship. We are talking about uh, unsung heroes. We're talking about men and women whose stories are overlooked as we talk through scripture. Have you ever watched somebody else get credit for a thing that you have done? Maybe, you know, my least favorite thing, and, and maybe it was for you too when I was in school, were group projects. Oh, group projects, right? Like, it always feels like there is one person who does most of the work. One person... Who organizes the group together and then there's always at least the one dead weight the person who never shows up for the group meetings the person who misses the deadlines for turning things in and the person who gets just as much credit as those who spent hours working on it. Do you remember that about group projects? And when you were the one who did all the work and had to share the credit? That's the unsung heroes of Scripture. The people who did amazing things, whose stories we often not just don't tell, but simply don't know. We've encountered uh, this first one. For those of you who are doing our midweek men's and women's Bible studies with us, this is one of the stories that we encountered in that Bible study, the story of Shifra and Pua. Shifra and Pua are midwives. Uh, they are women who carried that knowledge that was passed down from generation to generation, from mother to daughter, about what really happens when women give birth. That maternal wisdom about the thing that happens behind closed doors where no men are allowed to take part. They know about the herbs for healing, the teas for strength, the salves for pain relief, they know about the timing and the breathing of that great cycle of life. Shifra and Pua. Shifra and Pua are, one has to imagine, not the only midwives in all of Egypt, but as the ones who are called before the king, 
Perhaps they are the eldest. Perhaps they are the leaders. Perhaps they are the organizers of the Hebrew midwife corps, if you will. And these two women, Shifra and Puah, get called before the king of Egypt, the pharaoh, the one who is a god among men to his people, who has absolute despotic authority over life and over death, the one who can decide whether their people have it easier or harder, who could order them executed in a heartbeat. They show up before this king of Egypt, this pharaoh, and he gives them a direct order. When the Hebrew women are giving birth and the baby that they bring forth is a boy, before you even give it to the mother, says Pharaoh, you are to kill that baby. This is what cruelty looks like. This is what state-sanctioned violence looks like. This is what the murder of innocence looks like. This is what the beginnings of genocide look like. And Shifra and Pua, women who undoubtedly could not own land in their own culture, yet alone in this Egyptian culture where they were owned as slaves. Shifra and Pua, who were used to being ordered and told what to do and where to go and when and how, turn away from this king of Egypt and ignore him. Turn away from this king of Egypt and violate his sacred legal order. Turn around from this king of Egypt and engage in some creative, life-giving, civil disobedience. Shifra and Pua, and we have to imagine all of the Hebrew midwives who followed them, ignored Pharaoh. And Pharaoh, one has to imagine, Pharaoh is not used to being ignored. Pharaoh is not used to having his lawful orders violated. Pharaoh is not used to disobedience. People who are disobedient to Pharaoh live very short lives. And so Pharaoh calls Shifra and Pua back to him. And he says, what's the deal? There are still babies being born, baby boys, baby heroes, and I'm sure that I remember saying something to the two of you about that. And Shifra and Pua shrug, and they feign ignorance, and they play into Pharaoh's racism and bias. And they say, Oh, these Hebrew women! They are so strong. 
Dr. Will Gaffney points out, savage is the word. These are beasts of women, not like your fine and feminine and pristine Egyptian women. Oh, no, they don't even wait for a midwife. They just plop babies right out before we can get there. What are we going to do, Pharaoh? Pharaoh seems to be left dumbfounded. Perhaps he finds something to agree with in what they say. Perhaps they have outsmarted Pharaoh. But what we know is their faithfulness doesn't go unrewarded. God says that God looks upon their actions with favor makes out of them a household, a dynasty. A dynasty. Not to their husbands, not to their children, but out of them. There is the house of David of Israel, and then there is the house of Shipra and the house of Puah. Royal households, all of them. One recognized for military prowess and the ability to unite the Hebrew people, and one recognized for courage and action that saves the people. Shifra and Pua. We don't often remember their names, but it's worth noting that scripture does. Tell me, who was Pharaoh. What was his name? I mean, we have guesses based on the history and based on the rough timeline. We can guess about who this Pharaoh might be, but scripture doesn't tell us. Scripture doesn't give Pharaoh a name. Scripture names Shifra and Pua. Shifra and Pua. Think about that. If you read a history book, the leaders of nations get names. Peasant, servants, midwives, ordinary people do not. But scripture names Shifra and Pua. I think often we get tied up in the idea of being special, of doing extraordinary things. We say, well, I'm just a teacher, a pastor. I'm just a mother, a grandmother. I'm just an accountant, an office worker. What can I do? But notice that what Shifra and Puah do is ordinary work. In an age when women weren't valued, they did women's work with women. This is the most unnoticed and overlooked work that we could have in that time period. And their ordinary work, done well and to God's glory, produces extraordinary results. They, quite literally, delivered the one who would deliver Israel. They delivered the one who would deliver Israel. Moses is born during this time period, and Moses lives. Moses was undoubtedly delivered by the midwives. 
ordinary work, undervalued work, unseen work that did amazing things. There is no exodus without the work of these midwives. They rescued the one who would rescue Israel. They saved the one who would save Israel. What a mighty work. How often now is our attention being drawn to the people who we might otherwise overlook? Nurses and nursing techs, surgery techs. What about the sanitation staff who cleans the hospital for us? The cooks and the servers who work at restaurants in the midst of all of this. So many overlooked teachers who are now doing the work of teaching in a new way. Sanitation workers who are still picking up trash. Epidemiologists and scientists, names unknown to most of us, who are fighting against this disease. This is the age and the time of the unsung hero, of ordinary people doing ordinary work with extraordinary results. We've often felt overlooked. All of us. I think it's part of the human condition. And what God says through Shifra and Pua to us is that we are called to do our ordinary work to the glory of God. We are called to do our ordinary work, live our everyday lives with faith, love, and hope so that we can be leavened to the world. And, and we are called to pay attention to the Shifras and Puas, those whom God honors and will make into a great house for their ordinary work. The people who clean our offices, our homes, our churches. The people who deliver those packages of goods that seem to continue to pile up at my house again and again. The people who work in overlooked, unseen, and undervalued jobs, and to see them, to see them as Shipra and Pua, to see them as ones who are working with God to bring good things into our world working with God in ways that we might not understand to bring about justice and deliverance and redemption. And when we have work to do that is unvalued, when we have ordinary lives to live, when we, when we feel that our work isn't worth noticing, we can know that God sees us. God sees you. 
You are a part of God's plan of justice and redemption. Part of God's great plan to bring hope into this world. You are. You are a Shifra. You are a Pua. Called to be a midwife. Birthing hope in a time of fear. Birthing love in a time of hate. Precisely. Precisely by doing your ordinary work and living your ordinary life in extraordinary ways, with love, with hope, and with faith.